0: everyone welcome to another episode of opposites react it is march 24 2022 episode 113 my name is sarah and i'm here with tyler how are you tyler
1: i am doing pretty good considering that it's almost the weekend
0: why is that considering shouldn't you be happy
1: because i mean i'm doing I, mean, I should have meant i'm doing good because it is almost the weekend. there you Sorry, go that's better that's better okay yes and i apologize for our listeners we are recording this a day later than usual um so most people will be able to listen to this until until friday the Twenty fifth, but saw we saw we about that. Anyways, <laughs> we'll make up for it. um What have we been up to?
0: We watched a movie.
1: Technically, yes.
0: What do you mean technically?
1: Well, I, I know a documentary is type of movie. It's a movie. Yeah, we don't usually watch documentaries. That's why it, I like documentaries. I know you do. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Sure. You remember? Sure. Do you know what it's called or no? Downfall. I mean, yeah, it was Downfall: The Case Against Boeing.
0: Oh, I didn't know that it had a full There was title. a subtitle, but yeah, sorry. okay, so. Uh, Downfall: The Case Against Boeing is a movie about the company Boeing in general, and it took place
1: 2019.
0: 2019. That's when it was filmed. But I mean, like, no, when no, no. did the crashes? No, the happen? No, crashes
1: happened in 2019. Is what I'm
0: I think the one was 2018. Either way, it was about the company, how it started out, and what changed over the years that led to the crashes happening. The two, like, the two crashes six months apart, basically, uh, and this was. This was brought about recently uh, after the the crash in China, and um, we learned about this uh, documentary, but it I found it really good. It kind of made me weary to to go on Boeing planes. <laughs> just how negligent the company was, and yeah it it irked me, but it was really well done
1: My probably agrees. yes. Yeah, no, you pretty much summed it up. But um, just want to read this. This is a specific like summary about the film here. Reading this right off Wikipedia, but it says, yeah, the story examines the. It says twenty nineteen, but you're right. One of them could have been late twenty eighteen. I it believe says, it was like October. Examines the twenty nineteen Boeing seven thirty seven Max incidents where two airliners crashed, killing a combined three hundred and forty six people, and how Boeing may have been more concerned with financial gain over the safety of their passengers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this film came out recently. It was um. It was
0: 2020 right before the pandemic, right? Or right, like, at the beginning of the pandemic?
1: When they filmed it? No, yeah.
0: when they when they launched it.
1: No, it just released, like, last month.
0: Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were late to the party. No. Oh, I watched something new this year. Oh, yeah. I did have to wear a turn it right also, to be fair.
1: It was, it was screened at Sundance January 2022 before being released on Netflix on February 18th. Mm. Um, said so the film renewed public attention on the 737 Max case, causing further... Further criticism of Boeing, who had initially declined to participate in filming and rebuked the film after release.
0: Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> it shed a really bad light on them. <laughs>
1: yeah. And like you said, and the reason why it was brought to light for me was that I believe it was on, was it, it was either last weekend or Monday of this week, I can't remember when it happened, but there was a Boeing crash in China. It wasn't the 737 MAX. It was a it, regular 737 yeah. airline, but still. It's it, still
0: it, We learned that it's like a 45-year-old model still, so. Mm-hmm. It's it's still older, but yeah, same line. So you don't know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 like most other documentaries, people, or documentaries or like docu dramas. I don't know mm-hmm. what you want to call it, like yeah. stuff like um, Dope Sick and.
0: Yeah, dra- but this one had like actual interviews, so it was way yeah, more. No, yeah, no, it's definitely more
1: documentary so I'm just saying this again. This film just sort of sheds light on the whole like American capitalism greed. Yes. Aspect of business. Yeah.
0: And it was icky, like you just when you find out like it was very well presented how every time you found out something you you understood up to that point what was happening and then the twist came Mm -hmm. and then the twist came and it's like oh man like they're just boeing's kept digging a deeper and deeper hole every time they kept discovering something it's like oh no i don't don't like don't like it all but it it was very good i recommend that one for Mm -hmm. sure that was on netflix yes yes it was yeah
1: I, I wouldn't recommend watching it if you're going to, like, take a Boeing flight tomorrow or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it might, it might not be good but, you for know, that. If you're, if you're going to Florida next month and you're flying, like, Spirit or Swoop <laughs> or something, then you're probably fine.
0: <laughs> well, we don't know what kind of planes they no, use. No, I
1: know. I don't think those kind of airports would be using Boeing airplanes. They're probably using cheaper, much cheaper models. I don't know. The
0: 737 <laughs> is probably dirt cheap. Well,
1: older models, but yes. But yeah, I mean, that was interesting. And... Uh, I guess I should also move what I I saw the Batman for a third time.
0: But you saw an IMAX this time.
1: I did. You went to the ANK. With Daniel.
0: Yes, with the Daniel. Yes. <laughs> was it that much different on IMAX?
1: Uh surprisingly it was not a huge jump in quality compared to what I saw when I saw it at Landmark in the Laser Ultra screen. Mm. Definitely a step up over the the Niagara Square viewing in the non AVX. It was definitely like well, IMAX is still it's awesome. I mean it's <laughs> this, it's the the picture quality, the sound. Surprisingly, I would actually say I think the seats are more comfortable at the Landmark Theater than Snap. they are at IMAX. The IMAX oh, ones are are comfy; they're just a little a little narrow, mm. um, and not a lot. get more leg room at Landmark too. But, anyways, but no, it was really. I mean, yeah, that's I'm definitely done seeing it for now. I mean, three is sort of my limit. I don't need to see it again. Uh,
0: nine nine hours of Batman in this month. Yeah, right. And was our what? podcast last week? Yeah, your our podcast last week was about you getting mad at things. Yes. Partially. Yes. So what are you going to do today?
1: So I haven't you... fully committed to that <gasps> you yet. You promised me on I the telephone. I, would, I told your child. I didn't child, it today. It ha-
0: no, you got to do it today.
1: Here's my plan for this. Oh, okay. okay. I'm ready for the plan. Okay, here's the plan.
0: you calling it all back. So
1: as people know, I talk often on this podcast about Apex Legends, one of my most played games for the last three years. Uh, I think I have finally reached a point where I need to step away from it for my mental health and be just because... From a logistical standpoint, we all know MLB the show twenty two is coming out next Friday, and that will take up a majority of my time. And I don't need I don't need to be spending like ten hours a day glued to my PS5 between Apex and MLB, so a decision has to be made here. So I told you the other day I was getting frustrated playing Apex and I was gonna it. Not the it. other
0: day. It was every day. <laughs> every, day the past week or so. every day for a you stop over here every day. Tell me how amazing your teammates are.
1: <laughs> okay, here's my plan. Okay, so I am currently sitting okay so let's put it this way first off MLB be the show 22 comes out next friday april the 1st my goal is to finish what i want to accomplish on apex between now and next friday before next then next thursday i should say so all i need to do i think is get like another five battle pass levels so i can get another 100 apex coins that will sit me perfectly at 950 coins and then i can just stop playing apex no not just stop Uninstall, uninstall it install it. it but i want to have those coins in the bank so that if i do go back to it in the future i can still just buy the new battle if pass. you go back to it in the future if i go back yes if Like, say i go back like in november when like mlb is winding down you know i'll still be playing it but most of the content is done by that point then i might jump back into apex next winter you i wonder if i mean?
0: can put like a child lock on your account that just doesn't <laughs> let you download apex again <laughs>
1: but yes uh on that note though i am very much looking forward to i mean it's obvious i was looking forward to mlb to begin with, but now it's like it's starting to become reality i'm like mm-hmm. that kid on christmas just sitting there watching oh, yeah. the, Spring i think i think it's happening. actually as of today i'm well, not even talking about real life based I'm just talking mm-hmm. about the video game version still but i'm saying as of today i think you can um like preload the that will be the show 22 for next a week Friday. early
0: yeah usually you still only be three days early okay
1: so i can load i can download oh, well you got it you got <laughs> to
0: make some room by uninstalling apex
1: I have room with Apex on there. Do you? Yes. I'll yeah, still find do. a way. I'll still find a way. <laughs> I will I will uninstall it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do it tonight. Why not? I told you my I reason. Know. I want to get this. But
0: what? But if you don't have enough money, then you can't buy the next Battle Pass, and then the cycle will finally be broken.
1: I'm saying I need to step away from it. I'm not <laughs> saying I want to stop playing it forever.
0: Mm, I can hope.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Anyways.
0: We're, we're going to have a 1,000-hour MLB 22 year, I think.
1: Yeah, that's likely. Yeah. So, uh, today's topic theme is going to be about sports. So I figured with baseball around the corner, I mean, technically, uh, the MLB season is going to start for another two weeks and will be the show comes out in a week. But uh still we're in the spirit of the baseball season and fantasy baseball.
0: Yay.
1: And we have our draft scheduled for Tuesday, April the fifth.
0: Very close call. <laughs>
1: Uh, I hope we can still fill the league. Dan was a little concerned that even though the league is probably hasn't been filled yet, and I said, oh, maybe "Well, maybe it will fill closer to the date." And it's just, I had a theory that maybe because we only have like an eight-team league, maybe the bigger leagues fill up first. Eight team. Yeah, i told him to expand to ten. Please really. make it ten. Yeah, at least ten, if not twelve. Ten's fine. Ten's fine. Yeah.
0: What was ours last year? Was it ten? I think it was ten last year. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I don't want to be o- overloaded like with an eight-team
1: one. Like. Yeah, no, like because like I did. I think Dan did the same thing. I did, like, a 10-team mock draft the other mm-hmm. night. I think Dan did one, too, in a 10-team league. So, that feels like a good number. The mm, rosters felt, yeah. like, awesome, but still kind of balanced. Yeah. So, but, like, that being said, so, I'm not going to do the traditional thing here where, you know, most people, when they talk Live about mock
0: draft. Okay. Three hours later.
1: No, no. I See, I'm not going to do my typical, like most people that talk about fantasy baseball, they're like, okay, here's my sleeper picks and here's my mm. upset for me. Here's my stay away from picks. I don't really want to do that type of thing because there's a million of those already on I YouTube. I saw them
0: pop up on the ESPN oh, Fantasy insane. app today.
1: So what I'd rather, what I want to look at today instead is specifically the impact of some of the players that have changed teams this offseason. Okay. And whether you should draft them and maybe where you should consider drafting them okay. based on their new team or position or wherever they're at. So before I start, actually, I want to mention, okay, so I think Dan and I, we both did separate mock drafts. I mean, I think we did them on this. I did mine on ESPN. I don't know if Dan did his. Well, yeah, it would have been because I think our league is in ESPN. We yep. would done done ESPN as well. Okay, so we both did the same type of mock draft. So Dan and I both confirmed that in our separate mock drafts, we neither of us picked number one overall, but the number one overall pick was Shohei Otani in both that drafts. That surprises me. Now, I'm still wondering, you know, you, you remember how it worked last year with Otani, right? You had to pick. I had him
0: last year. I do remember, you know, yes. I'm just saying
1: you had to pick for those that don't know. I'm telling them.
0: I'm pretty sure I talked all about how amazing Otani is and how everybody laughed at me for picking him so high. And y'all, it made you all eat crow. <laughs> yeah, see, she she <laughs> Molly, <laughs> agrees. Molly agrees,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to be on the ball if you have Otani. My point is, though, you can only play him in one position at a time. You couldn't accumulate stats for both, right? Like if he was pitching on the mound and hitting in the same game, you couldn't. Only stats one. For both, right? Yeah. I don't think they changed that in this year's format. I would I assume have, not. No. So that But you have said, to
0: make sure you are checking every day right. to see if he's pitching. Bec- and but it happened often too where he was supposed to pitch and they moved him. So you have to be like always looking at the Angels lineup, because you could you could be missing out on a hitting position and putting slotting him in there when he wasn't pitching that day anymore so he's awesome to have but he wasn't the number one player last year
1: no he wasn't number one overall drafted or anything
0: but he wasn't he wasn't the number one player he was the mvp
1: but for like fantasy stats he wasn't number one well maybe if you combined his pitching and hitting stats he would have been obviously in either category no he wasn't the best at either position but because he didn't really hit full time and he wasn't he wasn't pitching at, like, a Cy Young level. He was pitching at a good level, but... He
0: was at least consistent. He was barely yeah. injured.
1: Yeah. Um, and he had more good games than bad.
0: Yes, he had a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Quite a few stolen bases, too. But the problem is he's on the Angels. He didn't have trout last year. And Rendon sucked a lemon last year.
1: Well, he was hurt most last year. Yes. yes.
0: So who knows what will happen this year. He's only He doesn't have that many people in front of him to bat in. So it was really only single home runs or single, like, runs in general for him. So... I don't, I would pick him in the first round, but I wouldn't pick him number one.
1: Hmm. Who well, would you pick number one then?
0: No, not him.
1: Well, usually in most, in my, in the mock drafts that I've seen so far, not just my own, but other people's that have been posted online, it seems like the top five in no particular order is usually uh, Otani, um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., yeah. Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would pick Freddie or
0: Vladdy before I would pick Otani. I think there's just m- so much – with Freddie being on L.A., there's so much potential for people to be on base on that team. And for Vladdy, he has Bo in front of him, and he's good at getting on base. Like, his sim- who do you- he has somebody else too.
1: Vladdy? Yeah. Like who's in front of Vladdy? Yeah. Well, you, I, I, think, I think in front of Vladdy in the order would probably be Springer and Bichette. Oh,
0: Springer. That's what I'm missing. He yeah. was an S1. But, yeah, they, they, he got so many RBIs last year. That's what I hurt in last year. So I'm learning my lesson. So, yeah, I, I would definitely pick Freddie or Vlad over Otani.
1: I think Trout was drafted, like, 13th in my I feel so draft. sad.
0: I wonder why. Is, is it because he, he was he's injured? The top
1: 10. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, I think the injury concerns are, and his age is starting to get to people. Like, well, yeah, when he's healthy. His so age. How
0: old is he, Tyler? I don't know, 31. So he's younger than you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, center fielders, once they hit the thirty, especially with his type of injury history, there's a concern there.
0: Yeah, I'd still pick him first round, too.
1: So if you I had hope. the t- if you had the tenth pick, if you had the last pick in the first round. You said that you would take trip. Yes. Okay. I think it's, but the I, same I dra- thing. He's I on draft, the Angels. I drafted Trey Turner in the ninth spot. in my I mind. I
0: would draft. pick Trey Turner over either of the Angels.
1: Mm. Over Connington? Yeah, I would. Really,
0: I had Turner last year. He was golden boy. He was yeah, last beautiful. year was like his
1: career year. I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat those exact numbers. But that's I mean, okay. Again, he's but in he, that, he's in that lineup. He with didn't the
0: spend that long on the Dodgers. Dodgers. So I think his numbers could be better.
1: Yeah, that's true, I guess. Okay, well, you already mentioned Freddie. Why don't we just start there since he was one of the biggest names that changed teams obviously this offseason. I mean, Freddie, like you said, was already like a top five player last year. And now you could say he could be as good as number one or number two overall now Mm -hmm. that he's on the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. That lineup is stacked. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll have plenty of RBI and run opportunities. Exactly. His home runs actually might go down a bit because Dodger Stadium is a bigger yes. stadium than I'm Atlanta okay was. That. But even even if he, he takes a bit of a home run dip, he'll still, like I said, produce in every other category. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: He's a great pick.
1: I don't really know if it's possible for Vlad to have a better season than he had last year. I, know. I, I, would, I would take the same type, even a slight regression. I would because his numbers were insane last year. Yeah. Even if Vlad still put up like 40 home runs. 110 rbi like a 300 average that's
0: i haven't seen him in spring training is he big boy again or has no he...
1: he's lost like 21 pounds okay
0: because yeah. i was gonna he's say he's, he, if he's looking good and yep. his age works for him
1: he's a great i think, top I think, he's, three. I think he's hungry this year i think he, i think he so too. Proof. last year wasn't a one-off and yeah i mean you could argue they have the same or maybe slightly better talent i know they lost Semyon. that's a yep. big loss for the batting yep. lineup but like i said they did um they did pick up Chapman, who was mm-hmm. not, not on the same level offensively as Semyon, but he'll be a good, good bat in the lineup. And obviously, they brought him more for his defensive skills more than anything. But um...
0: What I love about the Jays, I don't know this about other teams, though, because I don't, I don't know the background of our, other teams, or the behind the scenes, I should say. But the Jays, like people rally around Vladdy. like He is just the life of the party, and they seem like a clan. like, a, like they, they seem like a cohesive group. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that exists for other teams, but I think that makes the Jays better. Is that they have people like Vladdy that will goof off, but also be serious when it is needed.
1: Yep. So. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, having a, a full season of George Springer being healthy would yes, be huge for the Jays. Yeah. And it's funny because yeah, like you have your main core, I guess, young group of like mm-hmm. uh, Guerrero, Bovichette, uh, Tanaka is still fairly young. He's not. A lot yeah, he, little he hangs guys with them the a team. little bit. But I think like Springer and Chapman. And uh, who else am I thinking of? Like they don't have a lot of veteran guys on the no. team. I mean, Springer uh, at least has postseason experience to kind of fall back on. If when I shouldn't say if when they get to the playoffs. Let's <laughs> be optimistic this year. I told Dan I, it was crazy. I saw I see so many power rankings and just other lists on Twitter from prominent MLB analysts, like American analysts. that have like one one guy today said he has the Jays as the top team in the American League. Wow! And another one. And the power rankings had them ranked fourth overall, like only, behind only like the Dodgers, the Philly, Atlanta, and no, not Philly. No, why Philly stacked no, too? Philly's, uh, Philly's not that stacked. No, they're the Phillies got flaws. They're a good team, but they're still not that good. I think it was like Phillies, Braves, Mets, Jays. Mets. Mets have a good team.
0: What have Mets done?
1: Besides having Degrom and Scherzer in their rotation, that's
0: yes, I understand their pitching and, is good.
1: Another, well, they improved their hitting too. I mean, they added uh, Eduardo Escobar, they added Starling Marte. Um, if, if Francisco Lindor comes back and has a good season, they still got Pete Alonso, and I don't know. Their Mets are a solid team. I would say the Mets on paper are better than the Yankees. The Yankees obviously have tons of talent off in their lineup, but their pitching is questionable. Well, they're after very Garrett, injury prone. After Garrett Cole, it's very questionable. <laughs>
0: yes, and um, losing Gary, even though he's Gary. the worst catcher, he at <laughs> worst least worst defensive catcher. Yes, worst <laughs> defensive catcher. He. Um, he still put up numbers for them offensively. Yeah, so that's going to be a slight a, hit, too. He was
1: the hit or miss guy. He was one of those guys who hit like 210, oh, 30 sure. home runs. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: the, I don't think. what. Oh, Boston. Boston did a little bit. Tampa Bay changed nothing, didn't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, they made small moves like they usually do. Yeah. No big splashes. Well, right. let's talk about the bigger teams, the AL East again. So Boston had a pretty relatively quiet offseason until they went out and got Trevor's story. That was yeah, the that's their one them.
0: big headline.
1: And I still thought it very interesting that apparently he's going to play second base. He he was a shortstop this whole time in Colorado. He's going to play second base because they already have Xander Bogarts at shortstop mm. for the Red Sox. But Story is a much better short, much better defensive shortstop than Bogarts is. But I think they just don't want to hurt Bogart's feelings by switching him to second, so they put Story at <laughs> second. Even though going to Boston him...
0: cares about feelings.
1: I think so, especially because Bogarts is like I think he's a UFA after this year, so they want Bogarts. Oh, they want they him to be happy. Take him off before he hits the market. Yeah. Um, then again, if Bogart has a bad year, they can always just say, well, we got story for another like five years. We can just shift him over. Mm. Although the funny thing is like almost every contract signed this out, except for maybe, I can't remember if Freddie has this in his contract, but most every other contract I've seen signed, especially store, including stories is most of them have opt out clauses after a couple of years. So I think stories, he can opt out after the third or fourth year of this six year contract. If either the team stinks or (laughs) he wants to just hit the market again and try for one last big deal before he, you know, clock turns. <laughs> so like with
0: this new playoff format could literally if the stars align like the top 4 teams in our division make it to the playoffs.
1: Not all 4 because you'd have you, you have the division winner and then you have two wild card teams. Two wild card so, teams,
0: okay. So the top 3 could make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, someone's talking to shaft out of the AL East, but Actually wait, hang on a second.
0: I thought it was possible but
1: no, you might be right because, oh, hang on, I'm trying to think now. Okay, so six teams can make it in the American League. There's three divisions, so that would mean three wildcard teams. That's what I thought. Because the first team gets a buy. So, yeah, I guess you're right. If it's, if it's you could have the division winner of the AL East and you could have, you could te- technically have all three wildcard teams come from the AL East as well. Oh, good. I panda. knew. I thought I was not crazy. So, no, you are correct. I'm sorry. Um, that'd be crazy. I, I feel like, though, because the AL East is so balanced this year outside of Baltimore, obviously, I feel like I, to, I would be shocked if any team in the American, Lease, American League East actually has more than 100 wins. I don't think it'll happen. I think the top team will have like 95 or something. Because they're all going to play each other, right? Yeah, and, but yeah,
0: but how many players are going to be able to cross the border? Wow,
1: well, that'll be very interesting, yeah. Uh, I told Dan the other day, the, the Yankees don't come to Toronto until the beginning of May. Well, they got so some time, we so we won't know until then if like Judge or Cole or Chapman or somebody doesn't make the make the trip. But
0: do they have to be double vax though? Because that takes time. Like if they got their shot at the beginning of April, I
1: don't know the exact rules. I would on assume that. they'd have to be double. I would think so too, but
0: unless they get that, there's that one shot one in the U.S. I guess. I don't think
1: they're doing that one anymore. Are they? The oh Jonathan, they stopped that. One? I don't think they did that anymore. But Maybe. Uh, okay, so we talked about her Story being on the Red Sox. Well, we didn't really talk about what the implication of him offensively. I mean. Okay, put it this way: If you're looking to draft shortstop, I think Trevor Story is in the top five.
0: Not better than Trey Turner.
1: No, he's not better than Trey Turner, but I would up, pick
0: him over Bobachette.
1: Put it this way: Would you rather have? I'm going to segue to my next player is Would you rather have Trevor Story on the in the Red Sox lineup, or would you rather have Carlos Correa in the Minnesota lineup?
0: Oh, uh, Correa.
1: You rather have Correa? Yeah. Do you think Correa can do better offensively than Story? Uh, I think one, they're close. I hate
0: Boston. <laughs> and two, I think it's it. I think it's a good gamble.
1: Okay. The thing with the thing that I think gives Story the edge is that everybody knows about the Green Monster in Boston. Mm-hmm. Story's a right-handed power hitter, mm-hmm. so he'll be crushing balls over the monster or off of it, and we can catch it. Yes, you could do it off the monster too. I I think everybody would have said like Story probably plateaued his power playing Colorado because of the well, elevation. Well, it's Colorado, yeah. But I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more home runs in Boston. Okay,
0: well, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I guess. Not being said, home runs aren't the
1: be-all end-all. I think Correa could be a better overall player. And Minnesota did make some good moves to improve Mm -hmm. their lineup. I mean, they have Gary in there now.
0: I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh, Is he (laughs) DHing?
1: No, he'll probably be. Well, he could be DHing. He might might catch every day. I think they are doing split duties. Uh, Because the guy they had, they traded Texas. I think they they traded Mitch Garver to Texas. He was the old Minnesota Mm. catcher. Oh, so he has to start. But yeah, Correa will be will be solid in the Twins. Uh, I mean, if he, he'll, be, he'll be batting behind like Byron Buxton and mm-hmm. Jorge Polanco. And,
0: no, I think um, there's good potential there.
1: Yeah. Now, on the flip side, the one player who got traded from Minnesota to the Yankees was Josh Donaldson. Yeah. I think he could have, if he's healthy, he could have a very good season, obviously, in that Yankees lineup. I mean, he's going to be hitting behind Judge, Stanton, okay, uh, let's Gallo, see those Rizzo. People that have injury history. <laughs>
0: And Same with Donaldson. Donaldson hasn't been the healthiest either.
1: I can see Donaldson DHing quite a bit. Yes, because yeah, he'll play third, but they don't need him to play third every day. No, I don't know.
0: I it the Yankees are up in the air in general. They could be great. They could be poop.
1: Well, they won't be that bad. Yeah, you, you know the Yankees will be a sub play They'll be like a ninety-ish win team guaranteed. I mean, they're... I don't
0: know. I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling a down year. <laughs> Not because I hate them, but just because I just I just. I just get the vibes.
1: Well, you do hate the Yankees and Red Sox. You, you well, cheer, it's you're natural. Cheer for Tampa. You like I
0: Yankees. love Tampa. Tampa is best underdog. You gonna love draft, them. you
1: going to draft Corey Kluber?
0: No, Chris Archer.
1: <laughs> is he even <laughs> still there? I don't know, I but can't I will. If, he, if is. he is, he will if be If he on is, I team. don't even think he's in the rotation anymore. I think he's just like a <laughs> long relief guy. But no, I mean, yeah, they yeah, they, Kluber didn't, was awesome, they didn't really yeah. lose anybody offensively. I don't think they still got good Corey Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau. Walker They're just Franco. a smart
0: team. Oh, of course. Oh, Wander Franco. Totally yeah. forgot he existed. I saw that they put his car in the field and that was <laughs> yeah, funny. That
1: was funny. So like Kevin Kiermaier. And, yeah, they uh,
0: have a great team. Oh, yeah. And a smart coach. Mm-hmm manager i'm sorry they call them let's put it this way
1: there's really nobody worth draft well that's not true it might be one player worth drafting on the orioles who but is it cedric mullins who he was their he MVP, mvp last year he was like
0: well there wasn't a big pool to choose from no
1: but i mean train mancini had a good year he's coming and he's coming back from cancer so that was like a good story but cedric mullins is like this up and coming like mid-twenties age type play like he's a yeah if you're gonna drop any i think he's an outfielder if you're gonna drop any player from the orioles in like the lower, like lower, when I say lower round. I mean, maybe draft like the ninth or tenth round. such a Mullins, so you could take a floater on, because he still produced last year with that terrible lineup. So I mean, I have to think he's going to still produce again, but not a lot of support around him. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk. About, well, talk about pitching for a second. There wasn't mm. a lot of huge pitching moves. Um, we got
0: a pitcher. Hmm? We lost. We lost our. We'll talk we about, about ours our in boy. a second. I want to talk about. Hey, he was number one last year.
1: <laughs> Wait, well, want to talk about Robbie Ray? We yeah, we lost Seattle? him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't think Robbie Ray is going to put up the same numbers he put up last year. He'll still be really good, but I don't think he'll be Cy Young good again. I'd be happy for him to prove me wrong. Yeah, but I just feel like I don't know. I know you're going to laugh me, but I I give credit to Pete Walker. I think Pete Mm -hmm. Walker found something. He he does this. He does. He turns no turns good. Y'all are brainwashed.
0: Pete Walker is out of (sighs) here. No thank you. No thank you.
1: Give, give Let's see what Peter Walker can do with a full season. With What Jose did he do Perrios. with Loop? What?
0: Loop left us and he was so much better.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a one-off. No, don't even. <laughs> oh, we brought back Joe Biagini. Genie oh, star. my
0: gosh. Yeah, another, another star. <laughs> and then we picked up Kikuchi. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off
1: topic. no, well, you know, you're fine. I mean, Kikuchi is an interesting one. I mean, Dan and I were talking about this the other day. He was... He was an all-star in Seattle last year. I least. understand.
0: He was on my team last year. Yes. Great first half. First half. Garbage sure. second half. Yes.
1: So he just needs to figure out, I don't know. He needs to be more consistent, obviously, is the problem. I don't know if he got tired last year or what it was. He was terrible in the second half. He had like an ERA over six. Yes, but, I know. He, he got dumped. But he, but he has the strikeout potential. Like he's got. He's a lefty. He's got a good delivery, good pitch speeds. Um. It was funny, actually, Dan and I were, okay, we'll talk about, this is this is technically a pitcher that changed teams, we can st- still talk about him, not that I'm saying he's maybe, well, he's not worth drafting high, obviously, at this point in his career, but Zach Granke went back to the Royals, where he started his career. Okay. Uh, I told Dan today, it's funny, he's, so he's 38 years old now, Granke. Starter still? Yeah, oh yeah. And he'll be the ace of the staff, because that's no. a bad that's all, well, Maybe he'll be number two. The Orioles, I mean, what happened like to Orioles, them? the Royals, the Royals have some good young pitchers, but they're not they're ready yet. But Granky going back there is definitely going to be the mentor. Like I said, he's, th- yes. he's 38 years old. Every other pitcher on the team is under 26.
0: Oh, cute! He's <laughs> so, daddy.
1: Yeah. And they were saying in spring training that he—he's never been a hard thrower. He got by on his breaking balls and his a smart thrower, right? So he's the, at, the, at his age, he basically tops out at 90 miles an hour with his fastball, but then he throws a 66 mile an hour curveball. Mm. So that speed differential can still mess with people. He's obviously talented at locating his pitches in the zone. So, and pitching back to Salvador Perez, who's one of the best catchers in the league, I think you will have a good season.
0: Do you know the COVID rules this year? Such as, like, if you get COVID, do you have to take time off?
1: I can't. They haven't really talked about it too much. I can't imagine the rules have changed much from previous years. I'd have to read into it to see if it's. I, I think it's probably just gonna be like, okay, if you are positive, you are obviously out for that game. Maybe you have to do like two negative tests again to play again in the next couple you of think days. So, I don't, I, I don't know. That's how it used to be, right?
0: I think so, but I'm just not sure. Like, they, mm-hmm. a lot of things are being thrown out the window. Yes. So, it's so like, yes. hey, if you're sick, do you take like uh, five days off and you're back in the lineup? Or when you stop having symptoms, are you back in the lineup? I,
1: honestly be, I obviously would be shocked if they even bother testing them anymore. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, if, player, I, if most of the players are vaccinated, then I don't think they're going to bother testing every day. No,
0: I'm just yeah. thinking, like, if you're sick, you're just going to. I assume yeah. they're going to treat it like a sickness right. rather than like anything you have, you have like anything yeah. to test for anymore. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect anything So i'm thinking like for the players that are unvaccinated like garrett cole it's gonna be like
1: he already you're, got, you're assuming by the way garrett cole could have got vaccinated the season. you don't know i mean for well, all we he know.
0: seemed pretty against it last year yes. so i'm just i'm assuming he has the same mindset so if he gets kobe again does he have to take time off or not i'm just curious or like any player i guess but uh yeah i'm just curious if i have to Guard against <laughs> drafting unvaccinated players so I don't miss out on their production. What What have been the top pitchers that have been drafted? I assume DeGrom's up there because he's DeGrom, but he also blew out his arm last year. so didn't really blow out his arm last year. He took a whole bunch of time off.
1: I can't remember if it was his arm, though. It might have just been...
0: I'm pretty sure it was his arm.
1: Hang on, I'm pulling up my mock draft results here because so I want to see the pitchers. So the first... Five pitchers that were drafted, almost like five in a row, consecutively in my mock draft. It went Corbin Burns from the Brewers. I don't know. He was. I think he won the. I think he won the Cy Young last. Yeah, he won the Cy Young last year in the National League. You have Garrett Cole behind him. Then you got Max Scherzer, who's on the Mets now. Big move for the Mets. Walker Walker Buehler, who's basically the Dodgers ace now that Kershaw's got a little old. Mm. And then you have Degrom. Me, like in my mock draft, getting Degrom at twelfth was was huge for me. I was thrilled to get like basically to draft Trey Turner and Jacob Degrom back to back in my mock draft. That yep. was insane. Um. Matter of fact, you saw some good names after that for pitchers. You got uh, Brandon Woodruff on the Brewers. He's right behind Corbin Burns. They form one of the best like one twos in the league behind Degrom and Scherzer, probably. Why?
0: But, where's Robbie Ray? Hang on. He won Cy Young.
1: Then you got. Sh- I think people think he's not going to repeat it is a problem. Then you got Shane Bieber on Cleveland, and then you got Robbie Ray. So there you go. Really? Now, with Freddie leaving Atlanta, that obviously left a huge hole for them at first base, but they were smart. They went out and they traded for Matt Olsen from the Athletics. Oh, I
0: remember Olson.
1: And Olsen is basically the same. Like him and Freddie, well, Olson's a bit taller. I'm going to say if you put them side by side, they're not going to look the exact same. But Olson is the same type of player as Freddie. Like they're both lefty hitters. Um, both power bats. Um, Olson's a little younger, and he plays much better defense. So overall, I think Atlanta. I'm not saying obviously that he's way better than Freddie, but I think that in it, around that around that lineup, like he's definitely got more talent to hit behind in Atlanta than, than he did in Oakland, right? Okay. Yeah. So Olson was already really good. in Oakland, I think he'll be way better in Atlanta. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's a great. That would be a great pickup. For like I said in my in my mock draft, um, Matt Olson was drafted 24th overall. Wow. Right in right, is wedged right in between Wadra Franco and Jose Altuve.
0: Franco, man, where would I put Franco? I don't know. I'd pick him in the teens, I think. I mean,
1: put it this way, you really you can't go wrong drafting pretty much anybody on the Dodgers. No, for like, sure. Like look at the the top, the top Dodgers players that were drafted in my in my mock and order, it went Freddie Freeman, know, then, Freddie Trey. then Trey Turner, yeah. then Walker Bueller, Yeah. Then um Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Julio Urias is another yeah. starting pitcher. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, it falls off a little bit when you start. You start talking start, start yeah. more like Chris Taylor and like Justin Turner is getting a little old, but he's still productive. You can you can bet on uh, maybe a bounce back for Cody Bellinger. He never a great year. Max Muncie was hurt a bit last yeah. year. Gavin Lux, he's not really an everyday player yet. So I don't know. Um I take Atlanta on the flip side you know, you want to draft almost any of the guys in Atlanta's lineup. I mean obviously you know, I, I think Acuna is still not 100% to start this season so you could take a chance drafting him a little lower and then maybe stash him on your bench for a few weeks nobody's stashing Tatis I mean if you want to I wouldn't <laughs> take the chance on that I mean Tatis is pretty much guaranteed to miss at least three months three yeah. so you're talking almost half the Ooh. season yeah. and even if he comes back there's no guarantee he's going to be 100% right you has got to ease into it so um, that's an easy
0: injury to aggravate
1: yeah I was also gonna make it, mention another thing about why I think Freddie besides the fact that Freddie is, you know, one of the best first basemen in the league, Freddie Freeman, I should specify in case you don't know what we're talking about already. Uh he's a cool dude. And the, yeah, he's a good play. he's a good dude, but I'm just saying besides that he's obviously he's obviously a talented hitter. I mean he won friggin' uh an last year he was World Series MVP V P. I can't remember yeah. if he won an L M V P or not. I don't think so, no. Okay. But he was World Series M V P and um had one of his best seasons statistically last year. But mm-hmm. uh, besides the fact, like we mentioned, he's already hitting behind a stacked Dodgers lineup. What also I think benefits him is that the division he's playing in, the National League West, mm-hmm. does not have a lot of elite lefty pitchers. Uh, so he won't be... Not to say that he's bad hitting lefty-lefty. He's obviously better against righties. But um, I think pretty much he only... Like, two of the best lefties in the division are on his team. You got Kershaw and <laughs> Urias. The only other, other, only other lefty I could think of in that division that might give him trouble would be like Blake Snell on the Padres mm. but even Snell is not what he used to be and most other teams are righty heavy so yep. like you're not you're not scared of anybody on Arizona you're not scared of Bumgarner anymore he's getting old Oh, don't be rude <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody on Colorado or, um, or San Fran is really intimidating from a lefty perspective so
0: they're yeah. all teams though that had good starts last year mhm so you never know. I
1: really wonder if San Fran can capture that lightning in a bottle again. They were just—they so started off hot last year and they never let up. They were good all I year. Know. But their lineup is so weird to look. I, mean, I know they're, they're relying on a lot of older players that had good seasons, like Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford. Was so it, it was Buster Posey's last year. He's retired Oh now.
0: yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, um, I mean, I was—you mentioned earlier. I think the you thought the Phillies would be high on the power rankings. They're I thought quite, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, they made a couple of big. Additions to their lineup. They're going to be a power heavy lineup this year. I mean, they yes. already had Bryce Harper and J T Realmuto and Reese. Oh Realmuto! I yeah. forgot about Realmuto. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh. they, now they've added Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos to their lineup. Yeah, to, like they're going to be. They're going to. Someone made a joke. They're going to win every game ten to nine because, <laughs> yeah, they're going to slug, but their pitching is still pretty bad. Yeah, outside yeah. of Zach Wheeler as their ace. Yeah. And oh, I had Wheeler.
0: Yep. Man, Wheeler was. Wheeler was decent. He was really good. Yeah.
1: But he, their bullpen still a problem. And speaking of pitching, actually, it's funny. We were talking about the Angels obviously always being sort of a disappointment earlier. But the Angels did actually try and shore up their pitching this year. Did they? What well, did they, they, they do? Got, they got Noah Syndergaard. Did who, they? Who, if he can bounce back, Man, would be yeah, a solid number a, two behind Otani. He was ploopy. They upgraded the bullpen by getting um, uh, Ryan Tapera and Archie Bradley.
0: Tapera.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can hope. That's really their sore spot. One thing that didn't make... A ton of move, like they're sort of in a rebuilding mode. I guess you'd call it. Would be the Cubs. Mm. They did go out and sign basically the top Japanese free agent this year. That's true. Seiya Suzuki, I believe. He gave him a five-year five outfielder. He gave him a five-year deal. He's basically the next. I don't know what you want to compare him to. <laughs> he's not as good as Otani like, who is, I mean <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like he's not really he's not really an Ichiro type. I think he gets more power mm-hmm. than Ichiro, but I'm trying to think what to compare him to. But there, there haven't been a lot of Japanese most Japanese players that have come over in the last decade or so have mostly been pitchers. I was gonna so say hitters. there's not many
0: like infield yeah. or um... Well there's
1: some infield there's one guy on the on the Padres or is he Korean? I could be wrong. I always get, get that mixed up. But uh yeah, you don't see a lot of Japanese hitters, I don't mm-hmm. think, lately. Like they had Hideki Matsugi on the Yankees, that was like 15 years ago <laughs> um but uh what was I point the cubs oh uh the cubs they also got marcus stroman for the rotation um,
0: yeah he eh, that's, it's a person that's something it's a person you know?
1: but i mean it's, it's just crazy to think that what was it how What was it five six years ago when the cubs went to the world series yep. when they had that core of like anthony rizzo and javier baez and chris bryant they're all gone now yeah and chris bryant speaking to him he's on the uh, rockies now
0: yes <laughs> So, Have fun. I
1: mean, playing a course field in that altitude, Chris Bryant, if you can stay healthy, Bryant will definitely hit over 40 home runs. Mm. Um, but he but does a lot around him. Exactly. So, I was going
0: to say, that's all game, you're going to Story,
1: get. Story's got, they basically swapped Story and Bryant. Yeah. Like, they play different positions, but they're basically the same offensively if if, if they're healthy. Uh, speaking of healthy, one guy I see mentioned in drafts a lot who people love, people always love the idea of drafting him. It's just that he can <laughs> never put together a full season is Byron Buxton on the Twins. Because he's got all the talent. He started off hot last year. I think he was like April player of the month or something. Did pretty good in May. And then I think, of course, he got hurt in June like he usually does. (laughs) And it's just, you know. So I'm not suggesting, obviously, you draft him, uh, you know, the top few rounds or anything. I think he could still be a top 10 outfielder when healthy. But the outfield position is so deep. I mean, you're not going to draft him over like Mike Trout or Bryce Harper or Mookie Betts. Like put it this way, would I draft? I probably would still draft. Springer over Buxton but I would take Buxton over like any other outfielder on the Jays as much as I love Teoscar and, and Gurriel I don't think
0: yeah, Teoscar was hot and cold last yeah, year
1: yeah Teoscar could have a great season but I'd, I'd be more if you're going to drop any Jays I'd be more, more likely to rely on Vlad and Springer and possibly I think Bo could have a slight regression but again that's just because his numbers were so good last year if Bo mm. wasn't seeing numbers last year I'd be thrilled I don't think he can improve on them that much more crazy if he does
0: um. I don't know I'm, I'm trying to think would I, I mentioned last week like this is a weird year obviously because of the shortened spring training season mm-hmm. so do I think that older players would have had the smarts to train right on the off season by themselves so that they can stay healthy or do I trust the young people and just trust that their bodies are better and won't get hurt <laughs> I don't know which direction to go with I'm just very worried about ha- having a very injury-ridden season.
1: I think it's one side benefit, actually, of it being a short in spring training is that you don't... At least so far, you haven't seen very many teams having any injuries in spring training. That's true. most players just aren't... Like, Jays are being very protective of most of their hitters. Like, Vlad, Vlad and Bo get a couple of bats per, per game, mm-hmm. but I think Springer's hardly played... Um the Oscar and them they're not playing that much. They're trying to keep them fresh for the season.
0: And they were uh, – and uh, Vladdy and Bo were, like, the Ironmen last year. Like, Vladdy yeah. missed one game. I think I don't know mm-hmm. if Bo actually missed a game.
1: Uh, he, may, he may not have. I can't remember. I don't think he did.
0: Yeah. So that bodes well. I, I was
1: saying to Dan earlier that uh, with all the expectations on the Jays this year, this is a really big year for their manager. Oh, yeah. Like, people are – his, the public, I think, doesn't have a ton of faith in him. And it's just because – I, mean, I take him
0: over my best friend
1: yeah i mean obviously the jay's missing the playoffs last year was a heartbreaker because they were so close mm. um i think this year obviously you, you have to make the playoffs this year if you don't make the playoffs i don't see how you keep the manager around but mm-hmm. um he's got a big job to do i mean managing expectations you got a lot of players that you, you're coming off near mvp seasons mm. or um you got a great pitching staff um
0: do we lose anybody after this year
1: do we lose anybody? Mm-hmm. I don't believe we have any free agents. Like they, the Jays have really done a really good job locking up this core for the next... They, if they can keep this team together for the next three, four years, they can definitely be a consistent playoff team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, baseball is is around the corner. I am super excited. We got our MLB TV subscription <laughs> ready to go so you can watch all your West Coast games.
0: Yes, I can. Um, Very excited for the fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. I was really into fantasy baseball last year. Mm-hmm. if anybody takes my people from me though, I will come knocking <laughs> and you will trade me <laughs> I'll send Momo after you
1: <laughs> well, well, what should the email topic be about this week what, what what got you into fantasy sports in the first place if you you know what did you do it when you were in high school did it was it something that um you did because – like, how did you sort of get into it? Do you get it because of your friends? Do you get into it because it just sort of became popular among – like, it, it, there used to be a time when you'd watch an NFL game. I'm saying – because for me, it was fantasy football that got me into fantasy. How I, young I, I should, were you? I should say football, sorry. It was in high school okay. when I started playing fantasy football, I remember. And because it used to be when you're watching the games on Fox or, or CBS or ESPN or whatever, they never used to talk about fantasy sports, but then once it blew up, which I can't remember when, I want to say it was like early 2000s when it blew up. But when it did blow up, then you started seeing it actually being mentioned, like, a, like on pre-games and during telecasts. I and
0: feel stuff. like there was like even tickers of oh, yeah. how yeah. how they were going. Yeah.
1: That's when it blew up, and on like those channels is when I sort of got into it. And of course, you know your friends get into it, and then you sort of. Even if you're leagues. on the same league together. You yeah. just you're talking about at school. That, uh, yeah. After after you go to go to high school on a Monday, it's like man, did you see how like Randy Moss did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was it was awesome. Got me 20 points, and <laughs> you know, it's just from there it blew up for me. I got after that I got into like fancy hockey and fancy baseball. I've never liked fancy basketball, but that's because I've never been a huge basketball guy myself. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like like I said, the last few years doing hockey and baseball has been fun, and I've always done football. It's just football is easy. Like I said, you're you're only checking your lineup a couple times a week. You know, hockey and baseball—you got to stay on it all the time, especially baseball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if you got—if you're into fantasy sports. My question to the listeners again: to be, what got you into it in the first place?
0: Or, or if you don't, what keeps you away from it? Sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. What, what don't you like
1: about it? Do you like not like the micromanaging? Is it? I mean, for me, I think it's obviously way easier nowadays with smartphones and everything. Like I'm thinking back to the to- early 2000s oh. when I would have to actually like, go on my computer, like on my desktop, to do my lineups and stuff. Nowadays, everything's on your phone, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: or tablet, or whatever you use.
0: I love, I love scoping out the waiver wire, wire, just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Today's the day, I, don't, I can claim for you agency.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's the email, link, sir?
0: When react at gmail.com. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, like I said, again, sorry in advance that the, uh, the podcast was delayed by a day. By the time you listen to this, obviously, it should be Friday for most of you, um, Or on the weekend, whenever you decide to listen to it. <laughs> I know Dan said to me today, how come I don't get a podcast today? To <laughs> this work. one's he, for he, you, he was, dedicated. He, said he, said, he, said, he was, said he was sitting in his truck this morning refreshing his phone. He's like, why isn't it updated? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: There you go, an extra long baseball podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh, we always appreciate your support, as always. You guys know that. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email and uh next week i guess is movies i think movies is the topic next week I for, so. I the next we, have yeah, we have three things the schedule, we have a schedule on the whiteboard behind you so i can see <laughs> what we're doing this. i'm thinking <laughs> doing this. i think so uh, thanks for listening everybody and we'll be back same time next week boys bye